0: the Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit is made possible in part by Samaritas, the state's largest private foster care and adoption agency. However, Samaritas also provides a number of other services around the state. They are one of the largest refugee resettlement agencies in Michigan. They serve homeless families, persons with disabilities, abused and trafficked women. They also provide market rate and affordable housing for seniors and HUD housing for families and also have skilled nursing, memory care and rehab communities in Grand Rapids, Cadillac and Saginaw. Samaritas. We thank them for their support. Hey everybody, welcome to the Craig Fawley Show on Deadline Detroit. Happy Monday, glad to have you with me today. Coming up on today's program, well, we're going to hit the archives here, but it's not something you probably have heard before chances are you did not unless you were following me live during the Detroit Policy Conference that recently took place at the Motor City Casino Hotel. There I got an opportunity to interview 15 or 16 different folks doing interesting things around the city and today I'm going to bring you one of those. My guest is going to be Anika Goss, executive Detro- uh, executive director of Detroit Future City. She's got an interesting project on her hands trying to measure whether or not the growth that is taking place in Detroit is indeed equitable. How does one measure that? We're gonna find out a little bit more on today's Craig Folly show on Deadline Detroit. Stick around. The Craig Folly show on Deadline Detroit is made possible in part by TechTown Detroit, Detroit's entrepreneurship hub. TechTown Detroit is a business incubator and accelerator, helping tech startups and local businesses launch and grow. TechTown supports businesses with co-working, office, meeting, and event space. They also connect entrepreneurs to resources and learning and networking events in Detroit. TechTown Detroit, Detroit's entrepreneurship hub. Hey, Craig here. I really do appreciate you hanging out for the show today. Uh, Right now, a conversation I had recently, just about a week and a half ago or so, with Anika Goss, who is the executive director of Detroit Future City. They've taken it upon themselves as they sort of reinvent what this organization is going to be to see if they can't figure out a way to measure whether or not Detroit's resurgence is including all of the people that need to be included in it. Does a rising tide indeed lift all boats, as the old cliche goes? How do we measure that? How do we find out who's being left behind and who's participating? And what can we learn from the data that we gather? Well, here's my conversation with Anika Goss. You never know who you're going to run into with these things. Well, actually, I have a pretty good idea that I'm going to run into my friend <laughs> Anika Goss at most of these sorts of things because she's out there trying to do good work for the community all the time, in her role as Executive Director for Detroit Future City. You've been a guest on this program on a number of occasions. I appreciate you being back today.
1: Thanks for having me, Craig. Well,
0: and of course, there's a real reason to talk to you other than the fact that I just like you and like to have you on my program. Uh, you guys uh, just put out a pretty, pretty big announcement here, this new Center for Equity, Engagement, and Research. Yeah. I'm still trying to wrap my head around what you guys are going to try to measure here. Yeah. And trying to figure out how you think you're going to be able to. So I will let you sort of fill in the type of stuff you're going to try to track here.
1: Yeah, so thank you for having me. And I, This is, I think, one of the... I've been working in community and economic development for 25 years, and I really feel like this could be the biggest thing that I will ever do in my career, (laughs) if we do it right. And one of the things that we're wanting to do at Detroit Future City is to position ourselves to serve Detroit as a think tank, as a thought leader, and a source for information for how detroit grows and you know based on the original 2012 detroit strategic framework which is a 50-year vision Mm -hmm. uh, for economic development and land use really looking at how that actually happens and making sure that all Detroiters that can participate will participate, and that there's an opportunity for part to participate is really the focus of this new center. So, you asked me how, I, I know you want to jump in here. No, it's okay. Is Go that ahead. okay? Yeah. So, how we expect to do that is really in three ways. The first, we're using a lot of uh, really common jargon language like economic equity, right? And so the first thing we want to be able to do is align with other civic leaders that are also leading with equity, however they're doing it, right? Whether it's racial equity or equity in health, equity in education, we're going to be focused on economic equity, but we need to align with others in order to do that and create a common definition for what we can all agree we're trying to achieve by economic equity. The second thing we're wanting to do is to build our capacity to continue to produce high-quality and informative reports and publications that will tr- that will really focus on the issues that are pertaining to how we grow here in Detroit. And then the third thing that's really important that you alluded to in terms of measurement is creating this measurement tool that we're wanting everyone to participate in for how we actually track inclusive growth over time. So looking at wages, looking at jobs, looking at education attainment, looking at
0: neighborhood growth and prosperity in Detroit. Well, I mean, what you're trying to do is put data behind something that all too often is just sort of anecdotal evidence. That's right. right? I mean, and trying to put a number on this, you can actually track whether or not things are happening in an equitable way right? Uh, because everybody has stories about Detroit. Well, hey, it's not growing for everybody. It's not a comeback for everybody. Um, Having actual data to show that maybe that is the case or maybe is not the case the way that people think it's got to be critical.
1: and, and I, I, it is critical. And um, I think if you look at some of the equity barriers that we have now in terms of just take wage disparity in Detroit across from Detroit and the region, mm-hmm. Detroiters are making twenty thousand dollars less uh, on average per job than their suburban counterparts with the same education level at the same job. That that should be an equity factor in and of itself. And not only that, if you look at mortgage rates right across the region, um, mortgage there are uh, if you look at mortgage rates, uh, whites are given mortgage rates at about 70 percent, and then African Americans are given mortgages at seven percent. Yeah and latinos are getting mortgages at around four percent so how we actually look at that has to be a critical issue detroit is eighty five percent african-american we need to make sure that uh... everyone who's here can actually prosper and get a mortgage and buy
0: a home here in detroit well it almost seems as if you're taking a bit of a page out of the education playbook because one of the things that schools are being judged on is how their highest and lowest performers are doing. Is that gap closing? Right. Um, And and it almost seems that when you start talking about economic development, this is beyond just tracking the number of jobs created. This is, how is that translating into improvements in the quality of life? That's exactly right, yeah. It's, it's There's so many things that go into that.
1: I think that's a great point, um, Craig, because it's not just jobs and it's not just wages. We actually have to make sure that Detroiters are prospering and that once they are increasing jobs and wages, that they're choosing Detroit as a place where they can raise their family and uh, and buy a home and grow. And right now what ends up happening is that Detroiters are getting to a certain income level, and then choosing other places to live. So we need to make sure, while Detroit is still growing in numbers by jobs, that Detroiters are often
0: chosen for those jobs. Oh, well, you mentioned people moving out. I mean, one of the big studies you've done recently is about rebuilding the black middle class That's in right. the city of Detroit. And this is just really a way of tracking whether or not people are progressing
1: Exactly, exactly. You know, I don't know anyone who is poor that wants to stay poor, (laughs) right? (laughs) Nobody is wanting to be poor. But if you're living in a city where there's no opportunity for you to change your condition, it should be easy to change your condition in in Detroit. It should be easy for you to be able to get a job that's not just any job, but there's a job that has opportunities for growth right so that you can get promoted and continue to make to continue to increase your wage so I, I think how we track that one of the things I have I've been saying about this is that we're really really hoping if we're successful if we, if everyone feels on notice by this new indicator everybody not just the corporate sector but Everybody I, I wanted to ask
0: you about that because one of the things you said when you announced this is: look, we're not only going to put this data out there; we want to hold people accountable for That's their performance right. in this in this space. Um, and and part of that is obviously putting public pressure on them, putting out these reports saying, "Hey, uh, do we have examples yet that we can use to benchmark ourselves against?" That's right. I I mean mean, does that exist anywhere? Or is this something you're you think this is new? I think that there are
1: there are a number of indicator tools. I don't I don't wanna profess to be the creator of all indicators for Detroit. There are a lot of data sets. Um, what I'm hoping is that we can actually align those data sets and so that we have a set of indicators that we're agreeing to measure ourselves over time. And it's not, it's not just, uh, you know, holding the corporate sector accountable. It's ho- holding education sector accountable. It's holding the public sector accountable. It's holding the nonprofits and philanthropy accountable. We are all in this together as to how we create a better Detroit.
0: Well, you also seem to all be in it together in terms of getting this thing up and going. Yes. Uh, You've got some philanthropic support for for the center itself, which, you know, you need that. I mean, you're going to need some capital to get this up and running, get the types of professionals in there that you need to do this kind of deep dive.
1: Yes. So the Kresge Foundation and the Hudson Weber Foundation have both been initial supporters. Um, but it's going, This that's just for the planning process for this. Mm-hmm. To really get this going, we are looking for other partners. We're also hiring a director for this position as well. Well,
0: and, you know, you're looking at this. Have you thought about where to look at this point in time because again creating data sets out of thin air <laughs> um, you know and and Really trying to find ways that are going to be meaningful measurements is going to be, I think, the biggest task you have.
1: I, well, I mean, Not I, actually, them, but, I think that's going to be the easier part. We're going to be modeling. We're working with the Brookings Institute. Okay, that we're doesn't going to be hurt. modeling after other indicator platforms that were done around the country in Minneapolis and New Orleans and Cleveland. So there are a lot of really good models for that. I think the hardest part for this uh, Craig is going to be agreeing on what we measure as a city and aligning and agreeing to what economic opportunity and inclusive growth means for Detroiters. I,
0: I have personal experience in this arena in terms of getting data and looking at it, yeah. seeing what things we can fix, what we can't fix. Uh, you know, and, and I wonder, sometimes you're going to be delivering news that's not necessarily good to people that you need to pay attention to this kind of stuff. Forging those personal relationships enough where they trust what you 're putting out there yeah. uh, and and actually look at it as something that is actionable, uh, how difficult is that sometimes because nobody likes being told they 're doing a crappy job I know,
1: <laughs> and I hope that we don't have to to say you're doing a crappy job. I hope that whatever i mean I think that there's an expectation. That whatever indicators that we decide on, um, that everyone will say in agreement, yes, we need to be able to track this and to measure as to whether or not we're prospering, Um, and whether or not getting to look at them as tools and not necessarily darts. That's exactly right. I, I have to, I, what I really hope is that people also see this bigger than themselves. I certainly do, right? I see this much bigger than Detroit Future City. We might we might be the ones who are leading this charge, but this in order for this to work, this has to be something that we all feel ownership in. And that we can all be held accountable to. I mean, I, you know, Detroit Future City, as you know, has had its own ups and downs mm-hmm. as an organization. And so we are also accountable and culpable in whether or not in Detroit's success and its failures. We were designed for Detroit to be able to rely on us as, to be that, um, that growth guide for the future but if we're not doing our jobs ourselves,
0: then we also need to be on the on the accountability block as well. Well, have you seen anybody anywhere in the country, maybe even globally, that is trying to approach this in the same way?
1: Yeah. So in Minneapolis, the Center for Social Inclusion um, has actually done some pretty amazing work. Um, they've taken a different approach by focus by focusing specifically on inclusive growth from the corporate and business sector in Minneapolis and creating a set of, of indicators in partnership with them. Um, and so I think that's really something to look out for. The New Orleans Data Center, which is another organization that we're also looking to, has created indicators that focus on environmental resiliency as well as economic inclusivity and growth. Uh, That's another partner that we're looking to as well. And there are many, many others. Well, and there's some that haven't gone very well, right? In St. <laughs> Louis, it hasn't gone very well. It's been a really tough road because some of it they didn't want to face their own um, their their own problems that they had there as a city. That's a problem
0: too. Um, that's that's going to be again. That's the last brick in the wall to knock yes. down. But, Anika Goss, uh, congratulations on getting this up and going. Um, Another report for me to read every year. Yeah. Maybe more. We'll see. But I'm looking forward (laughs) to it. Uh, We really appreciate your time today. Thank Thank you. Thank you for
1: having me, Craig.
0: All right, Anika Goss, Executive Director of Detroit Future City, joining us here on the Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit. And that's going to do it for the Craig Folly Show on this day. Don't forget, we've got all sorts of interesting conversations coming up during the week. It ends on Fridays with the week that was. And if you missed it last week, really good analysis of what's going on in the Justice Department with my friends Joel Sclar and Steve Fishman, a couple of noted attorneys who know what they're talking about with this sort of thing. We had a lot of fun with it, but we also do some deep dive stuff on that. So if you don't mind your analysis mixed with a few jokes, that's kind of the way that we do it. Uh, hopefully you like it. Don't forget, you can reach out to me anytime you want. Send me an email. TheCraigFollyShow at com is the easiest way to reach me. You can find me on all the social media platforms as well. And if you just add in that email address, again, it's TheCraigFollyShow at com to your text messages, I will see your texts via my email system, which I'm on all the time. So check it out. We'll see you again soon. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Subscribe, share, rate the program. All that stuff helps. If you like it, the better ratings I get, the more people will find it, the more it'll get recommended. And if people want to know what's happening here in Michigan and in Detroit, uh, this hopefully is a good place for you to go. And don't forget, DeadlineDetroit.com has all of your local needs covered in terms of news and some fun stuff as well. Thanks. We'll talk again. The Craig Folly Show is made possible in part by Deadline Detroit. Deadline Detroit has some of the best journalists in the city, We're asking you to support independent local journalism by joining our $3 a month membership. By joining, you become eligible to win prizes, including tickets for sporting events and gift cards to some of Detroit's best restaurants. Just go to our website and click the ad at the top or go to www.deadlinedetroit.com membership. The Craig Fawley Show on Deadline Detroit is made possible in part by Mad Dog Professional Services. Mad Dog Professional Services focuses on putting their clients on the leading edge of technology faster than thought possible to capture new revenue streams. That's Mad Dog Professional Services.